that's a sport I could get behind. Well, look at you go. Yeah, let's see if we can make it a the pentathlon next year can update. I think Karl Marx said that in the Communist Manifesto. Gonna cut that. Um, <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two Two Guys, a podcast about ballet hosted by ballet dancers. My name is Keelan, and today on the show I have very special guest, second time here, Dash Grundy. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> this is our third take on the intro. No, that was the first try. Oh, yeah, that was the first try. That was the first, first try. try. Nailed it. Um, welcome back. You are the sec- You're the first person to come back. I'm the first, yeah, not consecutive, yeah. I'm the first first guy to come back. Very honored. Um, I am riding in the sidecar of your motorcycle right now. I want you to take me around. I want to be <laughs> Thelma Louise, and I want you to go off the cliff. If we're going off the cliff, let's go together. Spoiler alert. Um, that's really a nice sentiment, man. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Maybe I'll do it like SNL, where when you come back for the fifth time, you get a special jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do one of those. I'm like part of the Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Like tenth time. Yeah, club. exactly. Yeah, I think yeah, the five timers. Five timers. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're almost you're forty percent of the way there. You're forty percent of the way to a jacket. Think about that. I would I would do the math in your head again. Forty percent, two of five. My math is tight. My math is solid. So today, we're going to talk about the Olympics. The Olympics just wrapped up, and there have been there have been some new sports added. Every Olympics, they add new sports, and it's been announced that for the next ones, next Summer Games, Paris twenty twenty four, they're going to include breakdancing, which is pretty mind boggling to think that breakdancing is going to be in the Olympics. This year, they had skateboarding, they had surfing, they had competitive rock climbing, so they're adding some pretty cool stuff pretty out there and so I think we can talk about the possibility of the ballet ever being in the Olympics and talk about the kind of ramifications and what it would have to look like how to do that and even like the legality to see if it's even like possible um, and so Olympics sports had to bring in the two two guys sports correspondent Dash Grundy I'm gonna edit in uh, air horns there <laughs> yeah no thanks for having me I think it's a it's a good question. Like, yeah, breakdance is coming in, skateboarding's coming in. Can ballet can ballet be part of it? I think it can be, but I'm really excited to discuss this and get your opinion on it as well. Wow, just coming out, out the gate. I'm just, coming. I'm letting you know what I think up top. You don't Boom. have to wait later. No sizzle. Hot takes. <laughs> Freezing cold takes. Freezing. Dash Grundy, the man of no sizzle. Just Boom. here it is. Boom. Ice ice, baby. Yeah. So before we jump into that, the Olympics just wrapped up. How do you feel? What would you say was your top Olympics moment that you witnessed? Did Usain Bolt run in this one? No, he wasn't here this time. Huh. Oh, there was a Canadian, there Andre DeGrasse. Andre DeGrasse. DeGrasse Tyson. That's right. Is, is DeGrasse the show named after him? Yeah. That's really, that's crazy because he would have been so young when that show came out. You would think so. He must have been a really so fast, fast kid. He was a fast kid. Really fast kid. Yeah, he was great. He did well. Women's soccer. Who knew Canada could play soccer? I want to say I knew. You knew? Like, think about... Okay, here's actually an observation. You went to a ballet school, your whole schooling from like sixth grade onwards. Sure. I went to multiple high schools. You see the level of like women's soccer is so high. Like they're... Like it's a really popular sport here in schools. 
So that means that the youth right. are like always playing it, and so right. they have a big field to pull from. Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah. guess when you think about it like that, yeah. I would think they take it seriously here. Yeah. I mean, I, I was lot, just surprised. A lot of Megans kicking ass in soccer in Canada. If you know what I mean. A lot of Megans. A lot of Megans. A lot of Heather's probably right now. A lot of Heather. Yeah, there's always a Megan and a Heather on a team. Yeah, they have to have it actually. It's regulation. The board. What, what if there was like a like a Lola on a team? Let's get Lola. Let's let's make Lola. I think they'd like that. I, I like a Lola. Yeah, but you have to have a not in not instead of a Megan though. No, you got to have a Megan. And a you Heather. have to. And you can have two Megans, but they have to have different spelling. Yeah, and but and Heather has to be goaltender. Yeah, she has to play at least five minutes of goal every game. Yeah, it's a weird rule. Actually, it's a good rule. I get it. I think so. Yeah, but no, it was, it was a good Olympics for Canada, man. I was surprised. We got more medals than I thought. We had more. We had better athletes than I assumed for being a summer Olympics. It was surprising. Winter Olympics, I have different expectations. It's that summer. global warming, baby. Yeah, we're just getting hot sports now. Whew, yeah, love it. Yeah. We so, both have our shirt off, by the way. <laughs> I feel like that should be mentioned. You can't see it. Yeah, so I was going to say that, like, differently. So, like, we're both in person. We're both vaxxed. And we're sitting here across in the table. Bed. No, across the table. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Difference of opinion. And, yeah, it's hot in here. And because you can't have a fan on when you're recording, it's going to be a bit of a sweat lodge. Which is good, because Olympics, Summer Olympics, sweaty? Yeah. It makes sense. Cardboard beds? Fall. Oh, I guess I didn't say my favorite moment. What was your favorite moment? Men's skateboarding. Final. Amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Like, when you see something in real life, or like on TV, but it's like, this really happened, that is exactly the way Hollywood would make it. When you see something that's that miraculous, it's like, oh my God. The craziest thing just happened. Like, right. they have to make this into a movie. This is amazing. Right. And the skateboarding final was one of those. That was, intense. that was great to see Tony Hawk in the Olympics, wasn't it? <laughs> I used to play his video games all the time. Tony Hawk Underground Skater 2, 2006. Yeah. Oh my, that was such yeah. a good game. Tony Hawk. I love uh, Tony Hawk. First ever gold medalist. Um, anyways, really, that was my highlight. So, And I don't want to spoil it, so if anybody else wants to just like find it on YouTube or something, the men's skateboarding final, it's like really Pretty cool. Pretty good. Yeah. But okay, so I'm going to hit you with some trivia. People at home, see if you can get this, all right? Only three countries have ever hosted the Olympics and not won a gold in that Olympics. You know what I mean? So, like, Japan oh, yeah, hosted. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if Japan didn't get a single gold right. this year. Do you want me to guess where? So, th- only three countries. It's only happened three times. Oh, my goodness. Right? It's only happened three times. Okay. Can you guess who the countries were? Oh, jeez. Okay. I'm going to go... I'm going to say... Because we have to think of a, a country big enough to host, but small enough to suck. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm thinking of a big country that sucks, let's go France. Okay, France. I don't like Parisians. Okay. They're, they're pretty rude. Okay. I'm going to go France. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Mongolia. Mongo- you think Mongolia hosted? It's a big country. Yeah. Attila the Hun. So you think France and Mongolia. <laughs> France, Mongolia, and... Um, you know what? Let's go, let's go South Africa. All right, well... It was kind of not a trick question, but it happened twice to the same country. So it's actually two countries. One country it happened twice. So this country must really suck. Right. The country that it happened once to? Yeah. Switzerland. Oh, Saint, Switzerland. St. Moritz. Really? In 1928. So oh, almost 100 years. Oh, that's tough. Right? The country that it happened twice to? Yeah. It's Canada, baby. 
Really? That's right. Oh, that's that's right. 1976 Montreal and 1988 Calgary. Oh, no. It's called having a legacy, people. Right. We have a legacy. We suck. So if ballet were to ever become an Olympic event, it would have to jump through some hoops, like all of them have to jump through, okay? So the first step is it has to be recognized by the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, and the sport has to have a unifying government, like a, a set kind of body that governs the whole thing and can like monitor and score it and keep track of it and make sure that it applies the no-doping policies, right? Like so an International to, Ballet Committee. It has to be like kind of a governing body, right? So that's the first thing. We don't have that. We have different authorities, but we don't have like a unified one really. So we'd have to agree on that. So once the Olympic Committee would recognize it, it would have to establish that it meets some criteria. Things like it has to be practiced by a certain number of men and women in a certain number of countries, in a certain number of continents, to mean it's like a worldwide thing. It has to increase the value and appeal of the Olympic Games. So it has to add to it. It can't just be like super boring, right? And it has to build on the legend of the Olympics. And it needs to prove that, like there's a whole bunch, I'm not going to go through all of them, but it needs to prove that it's going to draw in viewership and stuff, like ideally, even though there's some pretty obscure stuff out there. Also, if they're adding an event, they have to remove one. So they, it, there's kind of a constant fight and you can be removed and then come back later. Judo, for example, has been taken out of the Olympics and put back in four times. So, you know, it can oh, bounce okay. around. Wow. Since 1896, when we had the first modern Olympics, there have been a lot of things cut out, a lot of weird ones. I'm going to hit you with a few. Okay. Can you believe that tug of war was an Olympic event? You know what? I, I could think of like lumberjacks in like the 1890s and just like those black and white photos. And I could I could see tug of war being like part of that culture. That's pretty wild. Like you, I know. Like I'm a gold medalist in tug of war. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of the weird ones that when I was looking this up, have you heard of steeplechase? No. What's that? Okay. So it's practice now. Like it's still around. And it's a running event. They have to run 3,000 meters, but along, like, they just run, it's like a running regular track. Same track as everything else. But they've put hurdles, like little walls they have to jump over, and pools. And they have to jump over them and, like, across them and, like, into them and get out. And you keep running. But it's super wet. They're, like, jumping into puddles. And so they wipe out sometimes. Wow. And when was this taken out? No, no. It's still there. Oh, it's still in the Olympics. It's still around, yeah. And it's it's wild. And and it, it comes from... Um, the idea of people like running from one town to another wow. and you're having to jump over stuff and like run through rivers and stuff so it's supposed to symbolize that imagine being that kid in high school you're like oh you're gonna run the uh, 100 meter dash johnny like no i'm gonna do the steeplechase i'm doing the steeplechase <laughs> yeah really yeah not to disparage steeplechase they are like mega athletes so like good for them um the pentathlon is really weird have you heard of this? I've heard of it, but it's like, well, what's the difference between the pentathlon and the decathlon? Okay, so modern pentathlon. Tell me if these things go together. Like, is this a good playlist for you? Is this peanut butter and jelly? Yeah, yeah. Is this peanut butter and jelly plus three other things because it's pentathlon? Okay. Fencing, swimming. So, like, you've just sore fought. You're a little out of breath, but you're good. You go for a swim. Right. You're a bit wet now. Running. Okay. Run it off. Sure. Dry off. Feels sure. good. A bit of shooting with a pistol. Okay. Like an old time. Now pistol. we're getting into crazy territory. And then finish it off. Bit of horse riding. Okay. The only issue I have is shooting. <laughs> the rest is okay because that sounds like medieval times. Mm-hmm. Like you're in the medieval times. These are all skills you need to have. But shooting? I feel like shooting, shooting doesn't work. Let's get rid of shooting. 
let's do something else. Let's do archery. How about archery? Archery would make way more sense because then that'd be a medieval. Than a Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. That'd make sense. What if you got judged based on how much you stole from the rich and gave to the poor? That's a sport I could get behind. Well, look at you go. You made a good point, though. It's the modeled after the skills of the ideal soldier to f- defend a fort- fortification in the medieval times. Nice. So you nailed it. Or not... not but sorry. a soldier, right? Yeah, a cavalry soldier from the 19th century, not the medieval oh, times. Oh, okay. Which is okay. why they're shooting. Okay. With an old-timey pistol. Hey, I got, a, I got a hot take. I got a controversial opinion. Go for it. I would think that chess should be in the Olympics before breakdancing. Oh. I would, I would think chess, because chess has been around for how long? And there's there's like a... You it's not be, physical, though. One of the criteria is it's supposed to be like a physical thing and not just a mind thing. Like, it can't just be a mind sport. It has to be a physical pursuit. Oh, does it? If it was like chess boxing or like chess, like while you climbed a mountain or something... Right. That would be probably... Right. What about you, the, you do blindfolded chess and you have to like move around. You have to walk around and do different chess games. Okay, maybe. I don't know. I'm listening. But I, I would I would think I would think chess or video game like competitive video games these these kids are filling up stadiums with Fortnite and I know it's just you know it's it's muscle memory it's like little twitch but you're still doing something and these kids are sweating they put like twelve hours into it not to yeah. take anything away from breakdance just sweating out that Mountain Dew but with that with chess and with video games it's more like okay we know who wins and who loses with breakdancing breakdancing is very new how do you judge that I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're going to go into that more, and I'm going to do a deep dive. I like that. I'm going to bring in a breakdance, we're going to talk about it. Deep dive. Yeah. Keelan's deep dive weekly. Weekly dive. Everybody subscribe to my diving-themed weekly newsletter, The Weekly Dive. Um, I'm going to cut that. Um, (laughs) Okay, so we've got a couple weird ones. Tug of War, Pentathlon, super weird. Steeplechase. Steeplechase. Okay. But okay, there are plenty of weird ones. But um, I don't want to give any more away, because there's a couple more we're going to talk about later. So, if ballet were to become an Olympic event, would that, I assume, necessitate it being considered a sport? Like, it automatically is now a sport if it's in the Olympics. Okay, so you want to you wanna harken back to episode... Well, I mean, episode here. It, it ties in. Yeah. Right? Like, it kind of just falls into that category immediately, right? I would think you would... You, if it was in the Olympics, you would have to judge it as a sport. Yeah. I think you could still judge artistry... Yeah. But it would be a small percentage. I think it would be more more along the lines of gymnastics, where it's like, okay, how clean was that landing? How many sodabast? How many flips did you do in the air? It would yeah. definitely be more sport-based. Because they'd have to give it like a criteria and go, well, triple sodabask is worth this much, yeah. and cabriole is worth this much. So, so I think we agree it would have to become just a sport, sportive. Yeah. So if ballet were to be included as a sport, what do we think it would look like? Like, how would it get scored and what would the events look like right you know what i think it'd be very simple i think it'd be easy to get the ballet world to agree into like an international ballet confederacy and get some really unified rules on this because we already have vaganova which is which i would argue is the ballet olympics you're shaking your head you don't think so do you think the balancing people would ever say like yeah fine we'll just say the vaganova is the method we use like there's, like, there's no way. Like the diehard balancing people would never give give into that, and the the diehard Fagonova would never give in, and the diehard like like the, the people with their different methods would like never acquiesce. Like I think the French would ever be like, yeah, fine, go ahead, Russia or the British. Like they'd be like, no, no, 
So you, this don't, is ballet. you don't think people, oh, so you think, but don't you think that it would be simple to go, okay, well, if the foot's pointed and the leg, the passe is high, and the double sauté bass was clean, we're going to give that a certain amount. But if he's just kind of going one and a half, and then he switches at the end. Maybe. I mean, that's, okay, that's the thing. Like, to have to pick a school that would dominate, I don't think that we'd ever find a consensus. Right, right. right. But you look at skateboarding. They had people judge it, and they had like it's all former skateboarders, like it's all former athletes of that sport, right? And and so they know what they're talking about, and they're watching all these people in skateboarding. Every style is unique; like everybody has their own style. That's kind of that's one of the points of it, right? And they still found a way to score people. So I think we could find that for ballet. My question is more like this: so, for example, gymnastics, they have all these different events, right? And you get measured for all of them, so you compete in all these different events. Ballet would probably be broken up into that. I would think, right? Maybe not, because like you could you could separate pot of dissection. You know, like we got to go do a certain pot of you got to have certain elements in it, really challenging. You could have a solo like variation, like a full variation, like a floor routine is a full dance. And then they have things like vault and the pommel horse for the men, or the the balance beam for the women. And you could say, okay, so we're gonna have a pirouette section, and you just have to just do some pirouette combination, and you get scored on that. And we're gonna have. Like just a diagonal, you gotta just do like crazy tricks or something. Oh, that's interesting. Right, so you could break it up into bits. That's interesting. I was more thinking just variations. I wasn't even thinking partnering, but partnering like, could be interesting. So you look at the difference, like snowboarding. They'll have like snowboarding, and you get you can win a medal in the run, like a full run, which is like a variation, or just best trick. Right, like you can win medals for things that are more more singular you, you, and you can you certainly get judged on these singular things as well right like so a vault is one single step right and maybe we have something where it's like that's our diagonal and we just do like sort of sort of and you have like you know you get five steps in a row right right because it would become kind of circusy and von vasiliev would be like the michael phelps of ballet yeah that was like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just triple sauté basques. I don't know. I think that there'd be like a new Michael Phelps every year with some 16-year-old. Right. You know, like they're just... Well, how do they How do they judge the Prix de Lausanne? I don't know how they score that. That seems pretty universally recognized. I don't know. You I've seen some that? guys get cut who were really good from like the third round. They get cut and you're like, what? This yeah. guy's like a principal. He's 15. So the way skateboarding worked was they would have seven scores total. And you had to pick your best four from that. And the first two runs, like the first two scores, were just runs. So you'd get 45 seconds in the park, and you'd do whatever you wanted 45 seconds, and you get judged on the totality of that. The next five were best trick. And so you could theoretically do really poorly and then just nail the last four and still win or do well, right? Oh, okay. So ballet could be something like that where they go, okay, so we're going to, one's upon to. Two of them are variations, and three of them are best trick. And you're going to take your best four scores. But however they decided to measure it and score it, there'd be a lot of people saying, this thing is missing. Like, people would decry, the artistry doesn't matter enough, or they make it so partnering isn't important. Like, could we find a way that all ballet dancers or enough of us would agree? Like, oh yeah, okay, this is a fair representation of our art form. I feel we could do enough of us. It would never be everyone. I think 85% would maybe even be... I think 75% could agree I think we could all come together and go okay I think we we all agree this is acceptable we have our little tiny differences but we for the most part we agree okay this is this is correct this is what we want to see and you can have different judges 
each judge could be a different style. That's good. That's how you do it. Right. That's Madonna, how you do it. Then you have uh, Balanchine. And Chiquetti. You can have Chiquetti. RAD. Right. French School. Just sure. everything, yeah. So you have a judge from every major style. That's how you do it, actually. That's, yeah. And then, yeah. Should we pitch it? Are we ready? Let's pitch it. Okay, so I think you've answered the judges part. Like, how did you figure out judges? So, like, well done. Wow. Do you know what I think? What? I think you deserve the gold medal. Oh. Where are all these people coming from? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so silly. Um, all right. If this were to happen and we were to have all these different sections, what do you think you'd, like, enjoy the most? Like, what would be your favorite part to do? Oh, variations. Full variations. 100%. That's probably, like, the hardest thing, though. That's the thing. That's like that's like the rings. You see those guys who do the rings in gymnastics, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just like I don't think ring. that's true, man. Because those guys are just jacked. Like variation is like you got to be on for a minute and like be a character. They just have to like hope that their arms are strong that day. I hope you don't run into a ring guy after he hears this. He'll beat you. I mean, does he have to be like? Uh, hey, you know what? What do I know? <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's not hard. I'm not saying I'm saying it's super hard, but it's yeah. more like. If you're ready, you're ready. I definitely feel like variations are like the creme, would be the creme de la creme of the Olympics. Like, that's what you would go watch. Like, the pot it does a nice and fun, and, you know, maybe something from a corner could be fun, but the variations is okay. This is like, it's like the best actor at the Oscars. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, best cinematography yeah, yeah. is great. Everyone loves it. Best, you know, sound mixing. Yeah. But you want to see, okay, is Tom Hanks going to win his third, fourth best Oscar? Yeah. Let's see him do Don Q. Yeah. Again. Because yeah. everybody's doing Don Q. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, when Ivan Vasiliev goes into that Don Q pose, you're ready. No, that would actually be really cool because all the because ballet's so international. Yeah. You'd have a mega talent from everywhere. Yeah. That's actually really... I'm kind of getting excited. Yeah. I think my most excited event would be the corner because yeah. you just pick the tricks you like and put them all together. Right. So like double Sotobosk, triple Sotobosk, other stuff. <laughs> Throwing in a stag leap and finishing with a cabriole with the Revel Touch. One of my favorite ballet memories I've ever had in my life. It was, we were in Toronto at the National Ballet School and it was the Assemblé Internationale. Yeah. It was the first year. So all these different schools from around the world came to us. And at the end of it all, there was a performance. So each school brought like three, three to five students and they performed a piece at the end. So, you know, everyone does their little piece. And then the Cubans are last. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. And it was, they all had different costumes. Like, one person was, like, Cinderella. One person was, like, Don Q. One person was, like, Giselle. And they did the wildest performance I've ever seen. Like, at some point, there was two guys in a corner, and they just did 540s. They did, like, five 540s from one corner to the next. And it was, like, the greatest thing. Right. I've ever witnessed in my life. Yeah. Like triple tours, triple soda bus, like seven pirouettes. It was the most incredible. I I love that. And that to me would be the Olympics. That yeah. would be the corner. Yeah. That would be like this is this yeah. is this is what I paid for this to see. You'd have to raise the stakes too. Yeah. And like gymnastics is super like regimented, right? Yeah. They couldn't be like, Oh, she gets bonus points because she was blindfolded. But in skateboarding, you, maybe you could, like, in breakdancing, you probably could. Like, if you up the stakes like that, like, I'm going to tie my hands behind my back right. and do it, you have to get more points, right? Because right. the level of difficulty. So ballet, you'd probably find people doing, like, 540s, eyes closed. Like, you see Daniel Simkin doing periods with his eyes closed. Sure. You'd see crazy stuff That's like, like a that. Michael Jordan free throw with his eyes closed. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Our lifetime, this happens? I Our lifetime, I think this happens. I bet you this happens, I yeah. think the way the world is going and the way the Olympic Committee is allowing new things to happen, I think this is definitely a possibility. We have to push for it. Like, ballet dancers have to push for it. That's the only thing. So I don't know if people would actually care enough to push for it. Because we'd have to like come together and do it. Yeah, and I would really want this to happen because I think something that I've really been thinking for a long time is why don't ballet dancers and ballerinas have shoe deals you see like yeah, all yeah. these athletes are sponsored by nike by adidas they have these you know uh, lebron has a signature shoe. Yeah, jordan everybody made his whole empire yeah. out of having shoes right why can't daniel simpkin have like a nike ballet shoe yeah. that's like his own or yeah. why can't carlos acosta or any of these major superstars in the world they should be associated with nike and adidas especially with point shoes like even right. more so right. if you had custom like misty copeland like i was about to say misty shoe, copeland that would, would sell be like perfect crazy. for like nike or something and yeah and then that would make bank like bank. it would be so popular because everyone would want to have the, the nike the yeah. nike point shoes yeah that'd be the coolest for sure the, and they're misty copeland i get to oh. be like her yeah every girl in america would have that yeah yeah do you want to pitch that too Let's pitch that. Let's man. pitch the hell Dude, out of that. I've had a couple good ideas here. Yeah. I've had a couple good ideas. But because they're on my podcast, I get co-ownership. Okay. You signed a waiver on the way in. Uh, Everything right. you say, I get 50%. So, yeah. Small interlude here. Do you know what the five Olympic rings stand for? I played Sonic as a kid. Am I close? No, different kind of rings. They're the, uh, they're all the elements. Do you know that? Are they? Seen them? Like, like Earth? Yeah. Oh, wait, so Earth? green is Earth. Red is fire, blue is water, uh, the yellow is corn, and the, corn? Bl- yeah, the black is volcanic ash, and there's a white one, and the white is air. I thought you said five, that's six. No, there is six. You think there's only five, but there's actually a white one, it's just, it's on a white background, so the oh. the formatter made it wrong. But wait, what's corn? Corn? It's a big, it's a big deal, yeah. I don't think corn is an element, though. Maybe you're right, maybe it's sunlight, that's it, sorry, it's sunlight, yeah. Yeah, because corn. Yeah. And black is representing uh, space. You know, actually, that's all bullshit. Everything I said is yeah, bullshit. Yeah, I was going to... But did you know that in the Hindu tradition, there are five elements? Right? I was reading are Deepak they? Chopra's book, Life After Death, and he talks about how they teach the elements as having five because they teach that space is an element, just like everything oh, in the other ones. That's cool. And it's true. If you look at a molecular level, there's more space in every atom than there is actual matter by a massive degree like everything we have is just electrons bouncing around but most of it is empty like most of every atom is empty so most of everything is emptiness space so that's pretty cool actually it's just it's all tight and it moves so fast that it seems like it's solid so what do the Olympic rings mean? I think it's friendship I think they symbolize friendship all the colors getting along I think it's it's less what do they mean but what do they mean to you? camera pulls in really close on his face silence in all seriousness the Olympic rings were created in 1912 at the Olympics that year and it symbolized the continents that were represented at that time so Africa Asia Europe Oceania and the Americas they lumped in North and South America into one wow Um, that's really cool and how long did you know this information for? I think I've always known that no I think when I got my second COVID vaccine I got the software update that had a bunch of Olympics knowledge because it was right around that time. Okay. Um, so looking at how ballet could fit into the Olympics by comparing it to other sports is cool because you get a template to see how would ballet be treated on a world stage, right? And so we looked at the gymnastics parallel, many events broken up, the skateboarding parallel, 
kind of all these things and you pick your best scores. And another one you could look at is figure skating because you've got, you've got solos, you've got pairs, you never do both as far as I know, right? Like you compete in one and then you've even got ice dancing, which is different. Oh. I think Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, the famous Canadian couple, yeah. are ice dancers. Oh. So they're doing very different stuff. It's almost like a pas de deux. Like it's closer to that than the crazy, I'm going to throw you and flip you in the air 40 times and catch you. Oh, really? Type okay. thing. Okay. I think it's different. So I could see ballet maybe being one of those two. Like there's a world where that could happen with ballet. Right. Where it's like, oh, I'm competing as a partner versus right. I'm competing as a solo. Right. And that's because that's how we do it in competitions now, is you go as a couple or you go as a solo. Right. Right? Right. But when you go as a couple, you still do variations. You still do like full pot of those variations and codas. So. And I just think like if they made it so that ballet was more emphasizing solo stuff, I think a lot of people would get up in arms. Because they'd be like, what do you mean? Like, Romeo and Juliet is legendary. You know, it's not like a triple soda basque is what made ballet stand the test of time right it's the stories the technique evolving is great but even when people couldn't do that stuff people love the ballet right i would yeah i i think i think there's always people that are maybe adverse to change i i i kind of related almost a bit to baseball where baseball is very stuck in its way and people go well this is the way it's supposed to be played this is the way it's been played since the 1860s People are very hesitant to evolve the game. You see in the NBA, the rules have changed. In yeah. the NFL, the rules have changed. Like, it's much safer. There's higher scoring. In the NBA, higher scoring. Um, I think what you've seen in baseball is there's very, it's very strict in this is how it is. So I can see that being the way from ballet where people go, well, this isn't ballet. Ballet's supposed to be this because yeah. it's always been this. But I think for things, things have to evolve. That's just kind of the way of life. And evolve or die. Evolve or die. And it's it's either going to evolve or it's going to die. So I think ballet going maybe into more of, let's see these tricks, let's see these triple soda basques, is a good thing if it joins the Olympics because that means it's evolving and it's ever-changing. And that doesn't mean that we have to leave the artistry behind, but maybe it's more artistic during the season when you go see Romeo and Juliet rather than watching an Olympic event and seeing Don Q. I feel like the infrastructure actually is quite close. Like the IBC, right? You think of like Helsinki IBC, Korea IBC, there's all these different IBCs. Like that's your governing body right there. Yeah. Like they could do it. And and because I'm thinking like you don't you don't just have the Olympics. Like if you're if you're a track and field star, you don't only compete once every four years. You compete all the time and have you web worlds every year, right? So ballet would have to have something similar. But we do have that, and that's the competition circuit. So I think I think we're actually not that far off. Yeah. Like, we're closer to being ready for that as an art form, as a society, you know, the, the ballet world, than I might have expected when I, you know, started talking to you about this. Right. For me to be okay with it, as long as ballet continued, as long as performances continued, and repertoire was still diverse, and, you know, you didn't have to be able to do a triple soda boss to be a professional ballet dancer type thing. If the season exists and we have this other thing as well, I guess like hell yeah, let's get the recognition, right? Because it gets you a lot of eyeballs, a lot more money, because you get more audience. Like more people are drawn to your sport once it becomes an Olympic sport. So I'd be okay with. I think I'm. I think I'm overall I'm positive about it. And I think maybe you could even have a contemporary event where there could be like a choreography award, 
you could have a multiple people, a group of people doing a really interesting contemporary dance, and then the choreographer could win a medal for that potentially. Well, they have that in ballet competitions now, right? Yeah. I just don't know. Like, if, if you were to have ballet in the Olympics, specifically ballet, I think that precludes the inclusion of contemporary and modern because yeah. it's ballet specific, right? right? But a whole lot of people would say, wait, so you're like, people, what about people who excel at Killian and Forsyth and like this amazing contemporary rap? Like, those artists aren't rewarded as ballet dancers? So that would be a whole other conversation. You make a good point, though. But you make a really great point because if judo's in there, judo is a martial art and karate is a martial art, but they're both way different martial arts. Exactly. Okay, so contemporary can't be included. Okay, I guess it can't be included. Okay, so if it were to be any of those, like if it were to mirror skating, skateboarding, or gymnastics, which would you want based on our conversation? I would say gymnastics. The elements, the multiple elements. Yeah, I think it it works the best with what gymnastics is. And I think I mean I figure skating's great and skateboarding's great, but just for me it feels like gymnastics and ballet are the most similar and I think it would work the best if it if it mirrored that in at least some way. Right. I think the way that figure skating and ice dancing are competed in is the closest we have to ballet competitions. And so I'm inclined to just kind of like say, oh, we'll just do it that way. Because then it is just, instead of man or woman skating by themselves for a couple minutes and being scored, it's somebody doing a variation for a minute and a half and being scored. It's the same thing, right? But if I could see, like if I could look into the future and just see the 2056 Olympics in either... uh, the moon, Mars, or the last place on Earth left that isn't submerged underwater, I would love to see how it looks if it turned into the gymnastics version. Like, I would love to see that and just go, oh my God, five soda bosks. You know, like, by the time we're doing that, what are we up to? But I, I don't know if it would be, you know, once you let... Uh, <laughs> You're the Larry King of podcasts. Yeah. Um, no, there's a, from Zoolander, Ben Stiller got to tame the beast before you let it out of its cage I'm afraid of the slippery slope we could get on if all of a sudden ballet becomes like gymnasticsified right. you know what it could do to the art form but I'm definitely very curious hmm. I mean as long as we're on Zoolander I think this has real significance to just kind of what we were talking about yeah um, am I taking stupid pills right now it's the same face Magnum Blue Steel <laughs> yeah anyway great yeah Great movie. Great movie. Really good movie. Um, okay, I got a good idea, though. Okay. Nothing to do with ballet. Great. But That's good. Why, why would we talk about ballet on this podcast? Exactly. Okay, so in the Olympics, there's first, second, and third, right? Yeah. I think, at the end, you take everyone from every event that got first, second, and third, and you randomize them, and you put them in different events. Oh. So the second guy in the 100-meter sprint, okay, now he's doing shot put. Yeah, and if you don't win it, you lose your medal. Well, they okay. kill your family. <laughs> you have to go into the Hunger Games. That's a little. I was about to say that's a little more Hunger Games than I thought. Yeah, I was more like it could just show oh. like how yeah. highly specialized these people are. That would be super fun, actually. What if they did it like? But it was it was for a laugh. Like it was like the yeah. when your movie finishes and they show the B roll like the gag reel right. during the credits. It's like 
hey, we're all just having a bit of fun. Right. You know? That's what I was, yeah. Yeah. They could even do something for charity somehow. Like, imagine seeing, like, Usain Bolt, like, doing the high jump. You'd be like, oh, this is, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, you watch, <laughs> no, but they make it, like, really official, and, like, it's, like, it's fun, but you have to do it. Right. And so they're like, hey, uh, lady who did equestrian, you got pole vaulting. You have to. And she's like, please, please, I'm actually afraid of heights. Right. You're, You're like, like, well. No horse on this one. You came to the Olympics. Yeah. You knew what you were signing up for. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I know. I think that's actually a really cool idea. Another idea that other people, other people have said this before. It's not an original thought. But for certain events, when it makes sense, like uh, running is fine, but definitely for swimming, they should have a regular person. Like some guy who drives a taxi. Just like, right. They should literally like order an Uber and be like, do you want to actually just like do an event and have some guy swim? Because when we watch swimming, the slowest guy, you're like, who is this guy? Right. What is this schlub that got off the street? You know, like. Right. But he's like literally like the eighth if fastest you, man in the you, world. If you got in the right. pool with him, you'd be like. Wow. You got to, and so we don't know that because we look and we think the person who's losing is by definition a loser, and like that's not very good. Right. But if we had some taxi driver floating behind, and you're like, the dude got a, <laughs> the dude got a cramp <laughs> halfway up and stopped. Right. Like you're like, oh wow, these guys are all superhuman. You know. Hey, just to piggyback off that. How useless is the lifeguard during an Olympic yeah, really. 100 meter? Yeah. Like, can I be a lifeguard? Yeah, really. Like, I don't think any of these people are going to be in trouble. That is so funny. Yeah. But hey, safety first. Hey, always safety first. Always safety first. I have one more trivia question for you. Okay, here we go. I got an answer. Trivia time! Trivia time! Mongolia. That's my answer. Wait, let me do it one more time. Trivia time! Trivia time! I'm going to put, like, Russian techno beats in the back. <laughs> It'd be funny if I just don't put in any of the things I said. <laughs> yeah, you just keep, we should keep this whole fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, every time I say that, then yeah. I put in, like, a fart noise. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Trivia question. Three sports in the history of the Olympics have included ballet in the name or, if not the official name, an alternate name, widely accepted alternate name for the sport. Can you tell me any of those? And people at home, play along. Wow, it has... Three different sports that have had ballet in the title. Ballet's in the title. So you have to think of what words could go with ballet and be a sport. And to be clear, not all of them are like the official Olympic name for the sport, but another name for the sport that's widely accepted, they all include ballet. I have no idea. Ballet jumping? No, that's dumb. Ballet, ballet size? Like jazzercise? No. Hot dog ballet? Ballet in space? Okay, ballet what is it? Ballet in space. Ballet in space. Okay, I'll give you one. Just give me, give me one, and then maybe I can get another one. This, if I tell you this one, you're going to be like, damn it, that's the one you maybe could have got. Okay. Water ballet. I would have never got that. Synchronized swimming. Synchronized swimming is often called water ballet. You never heard oh, of water it? ballet? No, no, no. Never, you never heard of water ballet? Well, if that's the one you thought I was going to get, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to get the other two. Okay, I'll give you another one then that's like, you're going to be like WTF. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to save the most WTF one for last. I'm going to show you a video. Okay. Oh, so, water ballet. Okay, just hit me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. So the second one, horse ballet. There's a horse ballet. Uh, it's officially called Olympic dressage. But it's also known as horse ballet. Oh. 
commonly okay. called. And like they get horses to like straight up dance. And I watched a video on this. They're judged on how much they look like they're just calm. Like they have to make the horse do this really complicated routine. Right. But they have to make it look like they're not doing anything. Oh. So you have to be like super in control of what you're doing and just look like super chill. Which I maintain is the most ballet thing about that. Is that they have to make it look like everything's really easy for me. Wow. Which uh, is the... Okay. What ballet It's like the opposite of bull riding. Uh, yeah, uh, sure, yeah. Whoa. Whoa, man. Whoa. Whoa, have you ever thought about Olympic dressage is like the opposite they of should bull switch. riding? Those are switch. Olympic dressage should go on a bull, <laughs> and then the bull rider should go on a... Oh, I thought you were going to say they should have Olympic bull riding, which would be awesome. I have a gold amazing. medal in bull riding. All the Americans always win. I love how, yeah, I love how oh, yeah. <laughs> Red Bull sponsors that 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's great. Okay, so water ballet, horse, horse ballet. ballet. Third one, and I'm going to show you a video of this one. Okay. Have you ever heard of ski ballet? No. That's the official Olympic title is ski really? ballet. Ski ballet. Okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to pull up a video of ski ballet. We're gonna, you're going to have to watch it on silent. Okay, I'm going to show you uh, men's ballet final. By Herman Reitberger, Calgary Olympics. Okay. Wow. Also, look at this guy's hair. It looks like mine. Oh, that's wild. Very 80s. This is the most 80 things I've ever seen. Okay. 1988. Here we go. How much cocaine went into like the creation of this sport? I'm watching it on mute right now, but all I hear in my head is na 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 na. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, check out, if you haven't ever seen Ski Ballet, check it out. Look it up on YouTube. Wow. It's pretty wild, yeah? Oh, this is cool. It's, Describe what you're seeing. It's You know what it is? It's figure skating on skis. This is what it is. It's, it's figure skating on skis, but this guy's got artistry. Yeah, He's yeah, got they're, like, they're measuring whoa, artistry heavily. He did, okay, he just did like, a, he did like, you know, on the rings where they flip? He did that, but with his ski poles. That's insane. Oh, this is cool. Okay, this is my new favorite sport. <laughs> this is my new favorite sport. Wow. Nice. Oh, he just okay, he did like a tr he did like a double a double axle on skis. So you see how it is kind of like ballet, yeah? This is really cool. Like it's ballet-ish. It's so wild though. Yeah. This is like if a camel and like a penguin had a kid. Wow. It's like, what are these two things doing together? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> a camel. Uh, so, like, the penguin from Happy Feet and then just, like, a camel. Oh, it's like that, that meme, that Family Guy meme where, like, Noah walks in and he's like, what is this? And it's an elephant head on a penguin's body. Like, he walks up to the yeah. elephant and the penguin and he's like, what what happened here? And it's just, like, a penguin with an elephant's head. <laughs> um, this looks like just the... Can I say bastard child? No. Like the Frankenstein creation of... This is the Jon Snow of ballet and yeah. figure skating. Ballet and skiing and right. figure skating and a lot of drugs, maybe? I don't know. But respect, though. I don't mean to disparage it. It's dope. It's very cool. That was cool. Um, yeah, so I guess you can go home and you can say you learned something today. I learned a lot today. We got some great pitches. People are going to look back and go, That's this is the day... They knew that they were going to become yeah. trillionaires. Yeah. Okay, I've got one Olympic story that was like an in-person thing. Actually, because I've got two because I also have like the Olympics opening ceremonies. I was supposed to be in it, but then I was too injured, so I left, and I was very sad, and I watched the opening ceremonies um, alone in the dark. 
uh, crying on a very uncomfortable couch because we had like a really shitty leather Ikea couch and I just sat on that so sad and cried while all of my friends performed in front of three billion people but I have another Olympic story that's more fun so that same year the Vancouver 2010 Olympics I'm in Calgary injured while the company's on tour and I get a call from some minister from somebody saying like hey can you represent the company Alberta Ballet at a party that they're throwing to celebrate like Alberta's contribution in the Olympics Um, we need somebody to represent the the company okay so they fly me out really cool I'm in a nice hotel everything's exciting and I get a phone call from the minister from somebody from the minister of transportation's office saying hey um, we've got tickets to a hockey game right now do you want to go see it you get box seats and I was like oh yeah awesome and then actually my first response was how many tickets can I get because I wanted three because I wanted to bring a girl that I had a crush on but I also wanted to bring my friend that I was visiting so I was like can I get three tickets they're like yeah fine and so they got me three and we went down to the box and you're not going to believe it the game they were giving me was the marquee game of the whole year Latvia versus Slovakia. Wow. I know. The powerhouse. 2010, Latvia. Um, that was when they were good. Yeah, that was at their best. That was... But so, I didn't know much about either country. And um, I just picked Latvia because I knew they were the underdog. Because I had not really heard of them as a country. So I was like, they must be the underdog. Like, I recognize the Slovakian flag. I have no idea what that one is. So, they're probably the underdog. And so I rooted for them. And... They proceeded to get beaten, I think, 7-1. Wow. Um, maybe 7 nothing. Uh, they lost by a lot. <laughs> um, but it was the only time that I've been the guest of, like, the government in a box in the Olympics. And so that was pretty cool. That's pretty, did you With meet anyone friends? cool? Was um, it who was in there? Like, did you recognize anyone? No. But I did eat a pretty decent amount of, like, fruit salad. Nice. In the box. so Dash thank you for being here let's bring it home let's bring it home you are our boots on the ground when it comes to sports we need you out in the streets sniffing out new storylines only the hottest takes if you're Anchorman I'm I'm the champ guy you're the (laughs) well I I, well I don't want to be champ I'd rather be Steve Carell but Steve Carell was the weather guy and champ was the sports guy I thought you'd be just Paul Rudd oh I want to be Paul Rudd okay be Paul Rudd. let's pretend let's pretend Paul Rudd was the sports guy yeah, you can yeah, be yeah. Ron Burgundy I'm going to be Paul Rudd great great 60% of the time works every time works every time great alright well Paul Rudd to the Paul Rudd of the 2-2 two two Guys podcast thanks for being here thanks um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at 2-2 two two Guys send us an email at 2-2GuysPod at gmail.com leave a review 5 stars 12 stars 70 oh. stars world star World Star. If you could go post this on worldstarhiphop.com, that would be fantastic. That'd be great. Dash, how do people find you? Um, yeah, I guess you can find me on Instagram. You don't have to follow me, though. You don't have to. Uh, really, you'd rather probably they didn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. Too much of a burden. Too much of a burden. No, I don't care. I don't care. You said you want people to message you random questions at the middle of the night, though. Yeah, I do. So if you have any, like, sports questions, feel free to message me. Yeah. Sports only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been great. It's been super loose. <laughs> Signing off. Um, look, I'm not going to say what time it is, but I'm looking around. Ain't no Cinderella at the ball anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. She gone home. I think I think she's gone. There's a shoe. There's a slipper. Whose slipper hey, is it? There's a slipper, and we're all in it. Am I right? Yeah. Up top. Up top. 
Thanks, everybody. Peace out. Do you have a sense of belonging anywhere? Dance. Just dance. Dance.